Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Could They Be an Athlete? I am one of your hosts, Emily Liker. And I'm your other host, Christina Long. And we're really happy to be back another week. We took a kind of long break between our first and second episodes. Obviously, there's a lot going on in the world right now, but um, we have a good episode up for you today, and we hope you'll enjoy listening to it. Christina, who are we talking about today? Today, we are going to talk about the creature, the myth, the legend, um, Master Yoda. Master Yoda. (laughs) I mean, um, just like with Marvel, both of us are really, really passionate and familiar with Star Wars as a whole. Um, What what, when did you get introduced to Star Wars, Christina? I was always aware of it, but I don't think I became a real Star Wars fan until probably high school. That was the first time that I was like, okay, I need to sit down and watch all of these movies in the proper order, watch them all the way through and pay attention. And once I did that, I really, really loved them. And I've watched them a few times. You've definitely seen them more than I have, <laughs> but I've watched them a few times all the way through since then. Um, And I watched The Mandalorian. I haven't seen um, Clone Wars or Rebels or anything, um, but I have seen The Mandalorian and I've seen all the new ones, um, which eh, the jury's still out for me on how I feel about the new ones. But but I am a big fan of the original trilogy. Yeah, no, I definitely have probably seen them more times. Yes, not the uh, not the like original trilogy though. Like you're I, a big prequels girl. I'm a big prequels gal. <laughs> we'll talk about that on our Anakin Skywalker episode, which will happen. It. Which will be three hours of Emily <laughs> speaking. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, but yeah, I've, I just watched Clone Wars recently and I'm like kind of rewatching it with my brother right now. But, um, is it good? Should I watch it? Is it good? Yes. Okay. I, here, I, I will pitch Clone Wars and kind of spin it into the context of this episode. Okay. Everyone that you see in the prequels gets a lot more backstory in Clone Wars. They get a lot more screen time, a lot more action. You learn more about them as individuals than you ever do in the prequels. Like, for all the ways that the prequels suck and people bash on them, (laughs) Clone Wars, like, makes up for that. And, like, you truly get to know... Like, you feel more empathetic for all of the characters um, just because you get to know them more. And I will say, like... The first season was not my favorite. Like, it takes a little bit to get into. The mm-hmm. first episode is kind of boring, but we'll talk about it on this episode because it has a lot of Yoda in it. <laughs> um, and, but then, like, by, like, the fourth or fifth season, I was, like, really into it. And then, obviously, the seventh season just came out and directly, like, finishes right when Revenge of the Sith finishes. So it, like, lines up perfectly. Um so yeah, I, that's my pitch for watching Clone Wars. And I, prior to watching to watching it, had kind of been like a staunch, no, I'm not going to watch this. This is childish type <laughs> thing. And uh, I feel bad about saying that. Now. I think it's the animation that throws people off. And I say that as someone who loves Disney movies and like, I am not above watching an animated film. But I think for some reason, it's just like the animation turns people off. And like, I think I'm in that group. But I feel like I would like to watch it. I, I listen to Binge Mode a lot, and they have been talking a lot about the most recent, you know, the last season. And it's making me think that maybe I should start it. 
yes binge mode talking about clone wars was like my favorite thing ever also mallory rubin talking about animated obi-wan she's 100 correct he is a thirst trap that they designed <laughs> for that show better than in real life obi-wan because i'm a big in real life I, obi-wan girl i honestly think so <laughs> Animated Obi-Wan is hotter than Obi-Wan is hotter than Ewan McGregor. Oh my god. Anyway. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Like I said, everyone gets a lot more action. Yoda gets a lot more action um, in the Clone Wars. But it's important to first talk about the films we have seen um, and the, like, films most people have seen. So let's get into our film breakdown. So we'll start with Attack of the Clones. Obviously, this is kind of the first... I mean, Yoda's in Phantom Menace, but not really. Like, he's there, but he doesn't really do anything. The first time we really see Yoda fight chronologically in the um, movies, if you're watching them chronologically, is in Attack of the Clones with his fight against Dooku at the very end. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Yeah, good fight. Mm -hmm. I mean, Anakin and Obi-Wan are kind of kind of getting their asses kicked. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're not doing great. Anakin gets his hand chopped off. Obi-Wan's, I'm pretty sure, just lying limp on the floor <laughs> at one point, which happens to him multiple a times. A lot. Yeah, he does a lot of that. Is this the fight where they start ripping stuff off the walls and, like, that, that stuff? Yes, it is. And I think at the end, the reason Yoda, like, can't defeat Dooku is because, like, Dooku rips, like, this giant column out and like he's like gonna bring it down on Anakin and Obi-Wan who just like happen to be laying right next to each other (laughs) and Yoda has to like use two hands to use the force and keep it from falling on them so he lets Dooku get away to save Uh, the two of them which like um, I feel like he probably yeah it's noble but also maybe he should have gotten Dooku (laughs) (laughs) at that point at that point they didn't know they didn't really know. I don't know. But anyway, I know this is the first time we see Yoda really yield a lightsaber, I think, because he doesn't come out on Geonosis, I think, when they're in the ring with all of the animals and stuff. And I don't you know think so. He's about? just up in the thing flying around and, like, ordering the troops. He's not actually fighting, yeah. from what I remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is, like, the first time, because in the original trilogy, we don't see him with a lightsaber at all. I don't even know if he has his lightsaber um, in the original trilogy. Right, I don't think he if... does, because he's really just, he's really only in Empire, and that's when he's training Luke. And then the next one, he just, the only time we see him is when he's just dropping wisdom and then dies. <laughs> he so. just, like, fade, fades into <laughs> yes. nothing in his little hut. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, like, this is a pretty, I mean, I can imagine if you're a big Star Wars fan and you're seeing this in theaters in 2002 for the first time, like, this is probably the most exhilarating moment of the film Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it comes within the last, like, ten minutes. Um, But that's all the fighting we get of him in that movie. Right. In Revenge of the Sith, I would say that's probably the largest role he plays in any of the films, besides maybe Empire Strikes Back. Right. Would you agree? I think so. I think, and we get more kind of Yoda action kind of things, but I feel like, yeah, I think this is kind of the most that we see of him. Mm -hmm. 
there's a lot of screen time for him. And I know on I know on binge mode they talk a lot about how he spends so much time meditating. So lots much. of meditating. I mean a <laughs> lot. Of, just a lot. Lots of meditating. He won't make a decision. Anytime someone comes and asks him for help, he cannot tell them what to do. He's like, let me think about it. Let me sleep on it. I'll get back to you on that. <laughs> and that that's like a perfect segue into the first scene I wanted to talk about, which isn't an action scene, but in Revenge of the Sith, there's like this scene when he's meeting with Anakin and it has very like player coach meeting vibes. <laughs> like they're sitting on these two stools, kind of like looking at each other and Anakin's like, oh, I've been having these dreams that I'm going to lose someone. And obviously he's being very vague because he's not allowed to love. He's not allowed to be in love with Padme. They're not allowed to be married. <laughs> and But but Yoda knows. <laughs> he always <laughs> knows. Just, Yoda's just like clouding him and is like, mm, clouded by the dark side. Oh my like god, your Yoda is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I should have pulled the exact quotes from this scene, but I was I was rewatching Revenge of the Sith, we're probably honestly like the two hundredth time. <laughs> um, and I was like, wow, like I could just like can't you just see like I'm trying to think of a college coach that hasn't been problematic recently. Oh god, none of them. I can none very of them. much see. I love the idea of Obi-Wan as the position coach and Yoda as the head coach. <laughs> oh yeah. I forgot I put that. That's in. fantastic. It really is. Obi-Wan is the hands-on, like he's fighting alongside Anakin. And Yoda is very much kind of directing, providing the wisdom, giving the rousing speeches, meditating on everything. Yeah. And he, like, comes in at the last minute to do things, which I feel like is sometimes what the head coach does. Like, uh, offensive coordinator, call all the plays. But wait, the game is on the line. We're one yard from the end zone. But Yoda, like, needs, to go, Yoda needs to go meditate before we decide what we're going to do. Time out. Time out for Yoda to just hang out. We need to just let him think. Let him think. <laughs> yeah. So kind of the final mo- the final moment in Revenge of the Sith when Yoda has to come out, he can't meditate. He just has to go for it, is um, the Battle of the Heroes, or at least that's what the the music in the background is called. It's called the, ba- the Battle of the Heroes. Uh, when he finally fights Sheev Palpatine, <laughs> Dark Lord Sidious. Um, and, th- I mean, they're both obviously very strong. Yoda's, like, flashing back the the lightning and stuff like that. Oh, is like this that. when they're in the Senate? Oh, yes, and he's, like, the throwing the Senate, like, podiums and stuff? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yes, it's, it's like, happening... I was about to say congruently, but that's a shape, like a term for shapes. <laughs> it's happening at the same time as the beginning of the Moose Defar okay. sequence. So it's, like, flashing between... Palpatine and Yoda and Anakin and Obi-Wan and I mean Yoda does pretty well like he he jumps around he's throwing things back at Palpatine and but in the end he gives up and I don't remember if I put this I thought I put this in a note somewhere but I was like wondering if he gives up because he like knows that it's in the prophecy that like all like does he give up because he knows that Anakin is gonna turn anyway and like he can't stop it in the moment like that's a very big question I guess for this pod (laughs) yeah I mean I don't 
I don't really know. I mean, because I don't remember the way that the fight kind of ends. I mean, does he really just kind of let him go or? Well, he like, he's holding on. He's like gotten like pushed off one of those like Senate circular right. things that they all stand on. And it's like clawed into the side of it, like holding okay. on by his little fingernail things. And he falls, but it's not the first time he's like, like, he could have gotten back up there, obviously. Mm-hmm. We know. But he, like, gets picked up by Senator Organa and is like, oh, failed, I have, or whatever. Um, like, he he takes falling and is just like, oh, guess it's done now. Can't fight him anymore. <laughs> that was, they just so... needed to move the plot along and they couldn't continue the duel. They had to just, <laughs> uh, Yoda's down for the count. Just uh, cut yeah, they're like far and it's fine. They're like, we need to focus on Anakin now. We only have 20 minutes left of screen time. <laughs> Just end it. Yoda quits. On. Except at that point, I think there's still like 45 <laughs> minutes left in the movie. <laughs> they could have drawn it oh, out a little bit longer. But, you know, they had to let Palpatine get away. Continuity, you know? <laughs> yeah. But I guess just the big, like, take takeaways from, like, Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith in terms of Yoda's, like, athletic ability is he can jump really well and he has pretty good reflexes. Um, what do we see in Empire Strikes Back, Christina? Because I know you love that Yes, movie. Empire's probably my favorite. I mean, that's not, that's a very, like, cold take. That's very true for a lot of people. But I think, <laughs> I think looking back on the original trilogy, you, we really don't get that much Yoda because we don't get him in the first one. Um, so we meet him in Empire on Dagobah and really the only thing that comes to my mind when thinking about, you know, physical just demonstrations of Yoda's strength or ability is the iconic lifting the X-Wing out of the Dagobah swamp. Um, so it's it's interesting because, you know, he's not physically lifting it. He's lifting it with his mental strength. <laughs> but, you know, and that, that shows some, some strength there. Um, I think the rest of it, though, I mean, Luke is the one that's doing all of the physical work. Um, he is like running around with Yoda on his back which I mean going back to the Yoda as the head coach metaphor I mean the head coach (laughs) profiting off the back of the athlete there's something there that we could unpack but I don't know if we want to go there right now this is a podcast on name image and likeness legislation now (laughs) let's talk no I so I feel like most of Empire that's there's some iconic Yoda moments obviously but most of them more relate to just the amazing character that he is and his amazing wisdom. And it's kind of the same thing in the final film. He really, we just see him, you know, he confirms for Luke that Vader is his father and tells him, by the way, there's another Skywalker. And that's really all that we get from him before he gets in his little blanket and fades away into nothing and becomes a force ghost later. So that's really it. Um, As far as the original trilogies, we get Yoda, we get him being an icon, but not in any sort of physical fight sense. All of his fighting, which is why it's so thrilling when you see him in Attack of the Clones fight Dooku is because you finally get to see Yoda with his lightsaber. You know, he's jumping around like crazy and, and that's the first time we actually get any of that from him. Yeah, and I think any um, college 
college coach will tell you that strength of mind is more important than strength of body. So Yoda's really mental toughness. Mental there. toughness is important, man. <laughs> I I know you said you haven't watched Clone Wars, and I'm sure a lot of people probably haven't, but I just wanted to touch on, like I said, there's a lot of Yoda in this show. We get a lot more of him than we do in the movies. And actually, the very first episode opens with like Yoda as the main character. You don't see Anakin or Obi-Wan at all in the very first episode. It's just Yoda and these clones. And Yoda like takes on these droids and is just absolutely <laughs> destroying them with his lightsaber. <laughs> like, all on his own. The clones aren't doing shit they're just like standing there and yoda like has this moment at the beginning where he's like meditating he's like standing there and all the droids are like roger roger classic we don't know what's going on and then he just like out of nowhere like jumps up and like starts slicing them in half so really good lightsaber skills in that scene and then in season six there's an episode where it ends up being a dream sequence kind of or like they're seeing the future but Anakin and Yoda team up to fight Dooku and Grievous and I mean in that scene it's really interesting because it's once you realize that it's like a dream sequence it's obviously in a way predicting what happens in Revenge of the Sith um so it's interesting to see the parallels there but in that version Yoda does defeat Palpatine and saves Anakin um so I just thought that was interesting to note that he is powerful enough at least in visions of the future to have defeated palpatine um he just maybe chooses to Mm. not to i don't know but when it comes to how powerful he is or not a lot of that comes from his stature his size and stature so let's take yoda to the combine so first part of our combine is going to be Yoda's height, which judge him by his size, do we? But according to Google, he is two feet two inches. That is the first result when you search how tall is Yoda. But also, the same thing says Leia is four foot nine. So I don't know about that. Yeah, I looked that up, and I mean, I guess Carrie Fisher could have grown because what she was only nineteen when but the like, first movie done, came we're, out, we're right? Done growing by then, like I'm not getting any yeah taller. that that's weird. And I mean, she's five one, so like she's that small. That's like a two inch. That's yeah, she's I, pretty wow. small. I thought Apparently. I was little. That's what Google said. <laughs> I mean, I, it, like, doesn't surprise me, but also it does. Because, like, I don't think Mark Hamill is that tall, and she looks significantly yeah. shorter than him. Hmm. And Harrison Ford is really tall, Probably. Right? Like, he... He's a specimen. I don't, I don't even up. know. But Yoda is two foot two, so putting him in any sort of sport, it's gonna have to be a sport that height is not really that important. So Yoda's not playing basketball. Sorry, my guy. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was trying to look up more like about his height and like see if I could find anything else because like two two feels so, so short. Um, I don't even know what a comparison to that would be like the size of a fire hydrant. Maybe like, I don't. I, I'm very bad at looking at things know. and judging how tall they are. So truly, I don't know. But it's I mean very small. And I'm wondering if that's just like an yeah. estimation or if like that's how big the like Yoda puppet is. I have no idea. Oh, that's a good. <laughs> Speaking of the Yoda puppet, 
Did you realize that originally when they released the prequel movies, they used a puppet they still? Really? They didn't add this they didn't add the CGI Yoda in until later. And so I was watching this this DVD that I have yesterday that's like a musical journey through Star Wars and they show clips and play all the music and stuff. And all of a sudden <laughs> puppet Yoda showed up in like a scene with Hayden Christensen. <laughs> and i was like what is worlds going collide on? so yeah so it might be that that might be how big the puppet is i guess um yeah that's probably a good a good point interestingly though when i was trying to find this out i found an entire article from wired it was published on wired about calculating how much yoda oh. weighs there was a lot of math involved. I'm going to be honest. I didn't understand most of what was happening. But this guy was like factoring in what the gravitational field on Dagobah would be and stuff like that and what Luke's mass distribu- distribution would be. So like he was looking at the scene in particular where Yoda is balancing on Luke's leg while Luke is doing oh. a handstand or whatever. There was all this math involved, and I just kind of scrolled by it. I was just looking for a number because I was curious. And he came up with Yoda having a negative mass. <laughs> like, like, I to do negative 43.7 kilograms, which I probably should have converted that into, like, pounds or something so we would have a reference. But I was like, that's just, just an interesting thing to mention. They paid someone to do all that math and get a negative body weight result. Is it just because, like, is there something to do with, like, the force going on there? Like, I don't know. Is force power, like, subtracts weight? Yeah. Well, it says... Okay, the bullet point at the beginning where it's, like, kind of broken down in in stupid (laughs) people terms. Uh, So us. So basically the only part (laughs) I read. Yeah. It says, there are only two external forces on the Luke-Yoda system, the gravitational force of Dagobah and the force of the ground pushing up, which that doesn't even so really he, make much like, sense So did me. he calculate his, like, weight on Dagobah? Because, like, our weight on the moon is different than our weight on Earth. He didn't calculate an Earth weight for him? Okay. No, I don't think so. That so that would probably uh, explain why it's negative, because it would be different on Earth. Yeah. I wish he had put what Luke's was for comparison because he has like he has Luke's actual like body or like Mark Hamill I guess is which is five nine and a hundred and fifty pounds and that's sixty eight hmm. kilograms so hmm. but yeah I just I just thought that was interesting to know I couldn't believe there was a whole article on a website like Wired <laughs> for real. <laughs> That was just like, I used physics to calculate Yoda's body mass. <laughs> so we need a sport that you don't need to be very tall, and also you can potentially be weightless. <laughs> Negative body mass. Yoda is just looking more and more like my ideal. <laughs> <laughs> like your ideal man or what you want to be? Okay, so if we're looking at wingspan and hand size, there's there's something interesting about Yoda here. <laughs> he doesn't have hands. <laughs> I mean, he does have hands. He just <laughs> famously lifts things with those hands. 
He only has three fingers. <laughs> what is the span? Only like, has three how fingers. would you measure that? Like from one claw to the other? <laughs> I don't know. But when he like, I, looking at it, when he extends it, it's like if a human were to like put their thumb and their pinky against their palm and then like extend their three okay. middle fingers. Like that, like looking at pictures, I mean, it might be a little farther apart. But so it's not like he has like a thumb like way over on the side or something. No, they're basically all the same. Well, there's. Are you looking at pictures mm, of Yoda's hands? They're kind of. (laughs) I am looking at pictures of Yoda's hands. (laughs) There's a lot of gloves that are showing up, like costume gloves. It's kind of weird, but um, he does kind of have opposable thumbs. Because think about it, he has to grasp things, so he does have opposable thumbs and then two fingers, but they're all pretty close together. So I guess maybe it would be if you put your pinky and your ring finger down. Yeah, and that then makes sense. Your three, yeah, but just more centered out hmm. on your hands. So basically, he has tiny weird hands. So yeah. we need a sport cut to your sport where you can be short, weightless, and have tiny hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like he doesn't have a pro. Well, I mean. Like, he doesn't have a problem No, and also, things. most of the stuff he, he lifts, grips- he just lifts with his mind while extending his little tiny hand, <laughs> so. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, you looked into the vertical jump yes. aspect My a little bit. Yoda's vertical um, is bananas. This, he, every lightsaber fight, he can't, he has to fight by jumping. He has to fight by you know, parkouring off of walls and stuff. You know, he has to throw, rip things off walls and throw them with the force. He can't just fight a normal lightsaber duel two feet on the ground. So when you watch him fight, um, like in the prequels, he is jumping and flipping. And a lot of times he just jumps straight up and he's, you know, eye level with a grown man or a droid or whatever it is that he's fighting. And he has to jump to get on their level to fight them. And that sometimes is to his advantage because he's kind of, you know, he's hard to catch. He's kind of bouncing around all over the place. But I feel like he has to have a pretty impressive vertical in general, and also for someone his size. So last time we talked about how LeBron James has a 40-inch vertical, I feel like (laughs) I'm trying to think about this in terms of feet. So 40 inches is what? Like fewer than four feet? I feel like Yoda has to have more than that because is your... Okay, here's a question because I don't know anything about how athletes are tested. Is your vertical measured from the ground? Or from, like, you? Yes, I believe... <laughs> well, I think it's oh, measured That's a good question. Ground? It has to be. Oh, well, I think so. I think so, too. But then how is LeBron's only 40 inches because he is much taller than 40 inches? So it can't like, be... Like, is it, like, from... Second. Like, when Let you me, slap... This... If you're at the combine, you slap the little plastic thingies on the, the pole, you know? <laughs> what are they measuring? Are they measuring yeah. from where you... St- um let's see under the measurement tab on the wikipedia page (laughs) for vertical jump it says the simplest method to measure an athlete's vertical jump is to get the athlete to reach up against a flat wall with a flat surface under his her feet such as a gym floor or concrete and record the highest point he she can reach flat-footed the height of this point from the ground is referred to as a standing reach that's not a jump (laughs) though that's just a standing reach (laughs) 
fun sometimes. We're all we learning together. Like well, they have the little. Oh, there's a video. I can't watch that right now. Um, I mean, because they have the little tab mm-hmm. thingies that they hit. So, I would say maybe it has to do. Oh, okay. I got it. I got it. I understand now. So remember how I was just talking about standing reach and the Wikipedia article, you do that and then you do a vertical jump and you subtract the standing reach from your vertical jump. Does that make sense? So like say LeBron James can reach 40 inches just with his hand above his head. Oh, so then you just measure how much higher your hand gets when you jump. Okay. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. Well, Yoda has teeny little arms, so I don't know. I feel like Yoda has to have a pretty (laughs) impressive vertical. I don't... He has to have whatever it would take for him to get from with his hand raised on the ground to eye level with a man. So it's going to be several feet. And I think he's going to have a better vertical than LeBron. Can you imagine Yoda just like (laughs) hooping on LeBron? That does make up for his his height, his lacking in height, and also potential lack of body mass. (laughs) Would the body mass be helpful, though? It would depend on where he is. You know, if he, if we need him, you know, to post up, that's going to be a problem. But, you know. That's true. That's true. Good point. Um, Another interesting point of contention is his 40 yard dash time because i initially put no way he has a good 40 <laughs> he time. does he uses a cane but whenever he's fighting he's not using the cane like he just kind of not like runs I but he about is this pretty too. agile he and like jumps really around fast reflexes you know he's fast with his lightsaber he's jumping all over the place but that kind of speed is different from just like speed on the ground running in a straight line 40 yards. I don't think his 40 time would yeah, be very good. Also, true. his strides, tiny. Yeah, that's a good, yeah. Because I was going to say maybe it's one of those things where like he can exert energy for a while and then he just needs to use the cane because he gets super tired really quickly, which I think Hand is him his cane as soon as he finishes running his 40. Yeah. <laughs> Someone get this man his cane. Um, but yeah, you have a good point with his legs being short. And honestly, we don't really know what Yoda's body looks like under the rope. Well, Wait, he does wear pants at one point, I think. <laughs> well, like, in the original trilogy, you always see him, like, like he right. just wears, he like, wears a dress. Right, sack, essentially. Um, so you can't tell where his... <laughs> Do you spend time thinking about entirely. what's under Yoda's robe? Ideal man, so I'm just <laughs> earlier, early, earlier when I typed, like he's really good with the lightsaber, I was Stop. like, Oh, that could be so I, easy. I didn't even think about it. I, my mind didn't go there until you made it go there. <laughs> we need to save all this sexual stuff. Stop, it's gonna be too much. That one's gonna be some x rated, yeah. That's gonna be that one's gonna be something else, but with Yoda, I feel like okay, but his 40 is not. Right. Because, yeah, I mean, when you're really, two, two, how I mean, fast can you really run? I just don't think it's it would be that impressive. Even with no body mass, even with not a lot of weight to carry, I feel like he wouldn't be that, that speedy. Yeah, so from the combine, the really f- 
the really only positive thing that Yoda's walking out with is his vertical jump, which I don't know. Will it be enough to blow we'll scouts see. away? Who knows? And that kind of brings us to, could he make it major? So when I realized we hadn't put anything down for what like possible sports Yoda could play, the first thing that kind of came to mind for me was golf. And like, I could see him in a little visor and like you replace the cane with his club. Like I was just picturing this little, like little Yoda, particularly like I think empire strikes back Yoda, like really old and crotchety Mm -hmm. and just kind of standing around with his golf club maybe he's out on the out on the greens with like obi-wan or mace windu or something but i could really Mm -hmm. imagine that and then i i feel like he could use his force sense to kind of you know see further out whatever i don't know and you know if it's looking like it's a bad shot he can just uh lift up his little hand (laughs) and you know scoot it one way or the other you know would yoda endorse cheating (laughs) i feel like if it was necessary, Yoda would... He would have to meditate on it first, but, you know. I guess I could see, like, him and Mace Windu getting in, like, a huge fight on the greed. Oh, my <laughs> over, God. Like, whether, <laughs> over whether Yoda cheated. Oh, my God. <laughs> That'd be funny. Give me this spinoff. <laughs> but um, the other thing I thought was because he's so quick with his lightsaber and has such good resources or reflexes, I was really thinking tennis could also be an option for him. Maybe when he's a bit younger, like prequels Yoda or like even before that, even though we don't see him before the prequels, um, just because he is so quick and can kind of like bounce around these different things. And like, I feel like tennis is a really bouncy, quick, reflexive sport um so i could see him doing that too i just think sweet man would get so tired like tennis is i think he would be really good at the mental part of the game because i think the mental part of tennis is kind of overlooked sometimes by like casual um viewers of the sport but i think that it's just so much quick like his lightsaber duels it's just kind of one you know quick kind of battle or but with tennis, it's like a series of those, you know, like you're doing that over and over in different sets. And I don't know. I think I think it might wear his, his, the little old man out a little bit. Yeah. And tennis matches can go on for like a really long time, too. They right. Really like can. hours. That yeah, yeah. That'd be tough on him. Someone would have to like run out. The ball boy would have to run out with his cane so he could like rest when there is <laughs> whatever. Is it time? Is it a timeout in tennis or do they just kind of like Honestly, take breaks? I, don't I remember. Oh, I don't know. I'm... Tennis, man, it's a sport. Yeah, but I mean, I guess either way, like, I like, I don't think Yoda's gonna be out here like on the PGA PGA golf tour or like at Wimbledon yeah. or anything like that. But like, kind of just like mm-hmm. off time sports, which I think would work really well with what you put down as an option. Yeah, I my conclusion was that Yoda is not an athlete. Um, but I do think that he would be a really great coach. <laughs> I think that because that's really his job as a Jedi master. I mean, he is overseeing the younglings. He's overseeing other members of the Jedi order. He's helping to make the decisions. We see him, um, in a scene with Obi-Wan where he's kind of teaching a class full of younglings. Um, and I think I can really see him 
um, either teaching an individual sport because that's kind of like what he does teaching and coaching an individual sport um, because that's what he's doing on Dagobah when he's training Luke. He's coaching him in this individual sport, but I could also see him coaching a team sport like he does, you know, overseeing the Jedi Council or kind of controlling the movements of the Jedi forces. So I think, I think he would be a really great coach, which is why I think that he could be a coach of really any sport who likes to play golf in his off season. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think that's that's a good um kind of like halfway point because he has a lot of good skills um he could put to the put use to his advantage in varying sports, but also like you said, he's a really good teacher. That's predominantly how we see him in the movies is in that teaching aspect. I love that scene that you mentioned because Obi-Wan gets absolutely schooled by like a six year old. It's amazing. He's like, he's like, someone deleted it. And Obi-Wan's like, oh, duh. It's like when you're teaching your parents how to like turn on a movie or something. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I I like that. And that segues perfectly into our bonus segment for this episode. We're going to compare Yoda to college football coaches, um, (laughs) basically just in the way that they talk. Uh, Do you want to explain what we're doing? Right. We have both covered college football and we have both been subject to the kind of same old cliche lines from players and coaches that really don't mean anything and are just sort of weird excuses for why they're not doing well or why they won't tell you more stuff. And so we have both come up with Yoda lines that would be very fitting coming out of a college football coach's mouth and also come up with those kind of cliche phrases that college football coaches so often say and we have turned them into Yoda speak which <laughs> Emily you did some research on what Yoda speak really is yes i did let's read our um Yoda quotes that are most likely to be quoted by a college football coach first though so we have 5 we did like a top 5 ranking and coming in at number 5 is control control you must learn to control, which I believe is on Dagobah with Luke. When Luke's trying to learn the force for the first time and he's holding up all the objects at once, like he's balancing Yoda. He has the rocks that are like floating next to him. And he's also like trying to like steady his mind, obviously. And then he like thinks of, he gets like a feeling about Leia and Han and Chewie on um, cloud in Cloud City getting attacked and like drops all of them and I think that's when Yoda yells at him but mm. that, I mean that's also something that I could hear like a position coach or something. oh yeah yelling. I definitely yeah I've definitely heard this on a spring practice or fall ball field for sure like literally any position like you got any the, of them the quarterbacks have to control like their throws the like <laughs> Astute observation. A kicker, a kicker has to control his kick. Like, like it just it's just widely, widely usable, I guess. And so then, what's number four, Christina? Number four, we have size matters not, which I think is. We talked about um, this being very relevant to this year's NFL Combine when everyone was discussing Joe Burrow's hands. <laughs> and I think at the same time as everyone was freaking out about the size of Joe Burrow's hands, everyone was also like, why are we freaking out about hands? Because size matters not. Yeah. And I think just like also like more generally, like it's this like really caters to like the underdog moment or like 
like the Rudy moment, like someone oh, coming yeah. in and like, oh, it's not your size, it's the passion in your heart or whatever. Oh <laughs> that yeah, determines how good your game is. Number three, we have the greatest teacher failure is, which just classic post game loss. We're not thinking about what just happened on the field. We're going to learn from it. Keep going. Um, In our college football quotes turned into Yoda speak, we actually have a quote that is very, very similar to this. So I'm excited to read that one. Um, And then at number two, we have smaller in number we are, but larger in mind, which is the same kind of thing as size matters not. Um, Very halftime speech, very, you know, you're down heading into the fourth quarter kind of moment. Um, to me yeah the size matters not one just made me think of of space jam <laughs> <They're playing against laughs> oh my the god oh my god the monsters well, I, we can tie it to they're all aliens yeah. so that's where my head's at um <laughs> and then finally our number one probably the most quoted yoda line of all time do or do not there is no try that's a coach which, line yeah 100 percent. and i mean it, it's true like because <laughs> even when you're trying something you're doing it you just might not be doing it successfully like you know mm-hmm. <laughs> i think my brother had a poster that said that in his room when he was really little now that i'm thinking about it wow that's like inspiring. a yoda, like a yoda poster and it just said do or do not there's no try oh my god with yoda's face on it yeah i think so i think he was holding a lightsaber love to wake up to that face every day <laughs> really vividly coming back to me now. So then we also turned some very cliche coach or player quotes uh, into Yoda speak. Yeah, and so like Christina already mentioned, I read this article or essay. um, It's from The Atlantic, and it's talking about, like, the actual, like, sentence structure that Yoda speaks in and, like, how that's unique um, and isn't used by many languages in the world. They talked to some linguist, which is, like, a person who studies language, and basically Yoda, for the most part, speaks in object, subject, verb, or OSV form, um, which is a lot different than, like, in English, we speak subject, verb, object, for the most part. So he doesn't speak that way all the time. Like, you have to kind of, like, toy with it to make it sound exactly like he would, because that's, like, the really basic version, and then there's, like, a bunch of different variants that he uses to construct his sentences, but that's, like, the brunt of it. And so, yeah, we we fiddled with some of these. I think I want to let you do it in your Yoda voice. (laughs) (laughs) I... Oh, think you can okay. make it happen <clears throat> yeah i can probably do it it's just it's just gonna be what it is um the first one i added to the list because i thought it would be easier to start with like actually taking a real quote and then like turning it in so that i could get like a hang of it rather than just making something up in yoda speak so it's a quote from murray warmouth which is who is an old Minnesota coach shout out to our Minnesota friends <laughs> out there um and the original quote is if lessons are learned in defeat our team is getting a great education this is the one that i was saying um sounds a lot like the greatest teacher failure oh, yeah you're right <laughs> very similar but so if you take that and you turn it into object subject verb or roughly that type of um sentence structure you get <clears throat> 
if learned in defeat lessons are a great education, our team is getting that got very squeaky and part of it. I love it. I know. <laughs> okay. But I just feel lower. Yeah. My yeah. Voice. Uh, I added the next one, which was another um, real quote from everyone's favorite good Christian man, Davo Swinney. Oh boy. Clemson. <clears throat> Just little old Clemson, New York. <laughs> I feel like if I do that beforehand, it, helps, you get it really into helps me. It helps me get into the voice. <laughs> All right, what's the next one? The next one, a really classic. Um, I think we heard this so many times during the Barry oh, Odom yeah. era. This is Barry Odom's <laughs> go-to. Put this on his headstone, like. <laughs> This is this is the number one thing we heard during the 2019 football season for Mizzou in Yoda speak, of course. <laughs> Important culture of program is in facing adversity. <laughs> we got culture, program, and adversity, which are the three buzzwords of the Mizzou Barry Odom era. <laughs> Three, the three buzzwords for sure <clears throat> and another um here we have another great quote for after a loss uh which again we we are very familiar with <laughs> especially in the back half of the season <clears throat> focus on next week we will zero zero mindset we have <laughs> I feel like it's getting it's better. It's getting better. Now that you've lowered it, it's a little less squeaky. It's kind of... <clears throat> throw it a little bit more. It's like warming oh, yeah. up. I'm going to be honest, before recording this pod, I had never tried to go <laughs> That's probably a good thing. I would be a little concerned if there had yeah. been another occasion in your life where you'd been doing an extended Yoda impersonation. But also, like, would you be surprised coming I mean, no. Me? <laughs> really not at all. <laughs> so finally, our fifth and final one. <clears throat> Another good loss quote. We're very familiar with those, having covered Mizzou football. Yeah, if you couldn't tell, we know nothing about victory. So. <clears throat> <clears throat> Tough fight, our guys put up. Difficult opponent, we fa- <laughs> we did. <laughs> Damn it, I messed it up. It's okay. <laughs> It's hard to keep up the voice and read. Oh my god. I'm scared ahead of myself. But I don't know. That just really solidifies for me the fact that like Yoda is a coach. Yoda's like a coach. He's, he's a teacher. He's a mentor. He's a coach. Playing some golf on yeah. the side. In the but... off season, he's calling up Mace Windu. They're hitting the course. Oh yeah. Well, that's all we have for this episode of Could They Be an Athlete? Thank you so much for tuning into our second episode. Next time, we are going to have our March Madness episode. We're going to talk about the March sisters from Little Women. And neither of us have had the chance to read the book. So we will be talking about the most recent film adaptation of Little Women, which both of us are obsessed with. We might have a special guest, but we haven't actually asked her yet. So it might just be us, but we yeah. might have somebody else. We, we might have a special guest. And I technically have read it before, but I think I was oh, okay. Well, and my, and my mother read it to me. <laughs> that, that was half of my life. Though, so I, don't, I don't remember much. But, yeah, get ready for some March Madness, (laughs) and thanks for listening. I mean, I'm obviously more warmed up doing this than you are, so I'll go first. (laughs) (laughs) That sounded like it hurt. (laughs) It did a little bit. Oh, my God. Okay.
No, no, that one was 